0: because uh, sebastian's got to jump right back into work there but um but no that the the research you're doing is really interesting darren it's uh oh, seriously like when when you sent us the uh, the document last night um I, the second i read it i'm like oh my wife's gonna really want to see this so i walked into the bedroom I'm like hey check this out and she looked at it she's like what is this i'm like this is darren's research and she's like oh sebastian's friend i'm like yeah 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 and she looked at it and i thought it might have been like a you know a few minute conversation or she would have been like okay cool she talked about it for 45 minutes man uh, she's really really oh no uh, i gotta hold up i just spilled wine i gotta <laughs> give me a second all good To reach my wine, and I'm up in the loft, so <laughs> I gotta really like make sure that I don't get all this stuff soaked in anywhere. And that's yeah, because I'm like, okay, we're off the episode now, so I can uh, you know <laughs> imbibe a little bit, yeah, I can vibe a little bit. I can just enjoy some uh, some red wine because it's been sitting here staring at me. And as I went to reach it, I didn't, <laughs> I got the glass, I just got the edge of it. So. <laughs> Too excited. <laughs> and I ran downstairs, grabbed it, and my wife just like, "Oh no!" Because she did the uh, she did the same thing like, oh, I don't know, a week ago, week and a half ago, where she was sitting on the bed and forgot the wine glasses there, and then got off the bed and then jumped back onto the bed and apparently went everywhere. So oh, no. <laughs> And it's never white when you do that. It's no, of always course white. not.
1: It's always what's gonna stain.
0: Yeah, so that's why I had to tack it quickly, which I think I got pretty good because I don't see it at all anymore. But uh, sorry for that dramatic uh, insertion here. On I'm, I don't no even know, it might be funny to keep that part on, <laughs> you know, but but uh, yeah, because these are unedited. So, but um, no, she was super interested in that uh, in what you were doing. And really was just super intrigued and really liked the approach you were taking.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, thank, thanks for mentioning that, man. Like, I, I'm really excited to work and, like, I'm I'm approved to go through. Like, I just piped out. I sent you my qualifying exam proposal. And so that's kind of essentially just getting cleared, saying, hey, I've got this background of knowledge. I'm ready to start contributing unique, unique ideas to the general field. Yeah. And so I, I passed that in through the late summers And so now i got to go through my, my ethics clearance this term and um and send in a final proposal to my supervisor my committee but everything the foundation's all laid now which is really exciting and i think a lot of times like in my field like a settler colonial studies canadian studies whatever else um i think a lot of times hockey is kind of left out as something that's like oh it's not serious enough or when it is looked at it's only looked at the very highest levels of hockey like what do pro players and elite players mean to this and those reflections i think it's really important to look at kind of the lower end like okay just guys playing beer league and what does it mean to them and what are their interactions and connections between hockey and nationalism mean to some of those more insidious things that they don't really necessarily know and aren't embodying but like connections to colonialism or racism and the exclusionary aspect of hockey that a lot of folks like myself in my position wouldn't really realize so something to kind of dive in and kind of look those perspectives in a new way
0: yeah and that's one thing that she she really liked that approach and and Again, without saying anything that, that she read in there. Um she there was one area where she read it and she's like, Wow, that she's like, I didn't even think of that. It was she was really, really intrigued. And then a couple of the approaches that you mentioned, I think on the third or fourth page, um, that she's literally either learning about in her in her program right now here in Denmark, um, where you, you literally listed I think two of the different research styles you were using and she's like or the approaches you were using, and she was like, Oh, this is how that they oh this is really and then she just literally 45 minutes she just talked about uh the four pages you sent <laughs> was, she was super super intrigued and i think uh she'll definitely be really 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 interested to see um what's developed and i think uh some of the references uh she was looking at for sure uh some of the references you mentioned was something she's like oh i want to look into that well
1: that's awesome yeah you, your wife and we have, have a chat sometime i'd love to just kind of Chat with them, yeah. even in an official way, like just having kind conversations is always fun to get background and feedback from other people and hear what they're working on and kind of do that kind of feedback loop. I know for myself being in Canada, we've been pretty restricted for the most part into the in-person activity, especially at the university. So yeah. I haven't had the same kind of feeling with my PhD, which would be awesome to have with anybody.
0: Yeah, because she's she's been talking about that subject a lot. And so once, and I, of course we knew we were studying it, but uh, when I read that, I looked at it, I'm like, no, this is really something that is something she wants to consider and think about very strongly when, when we return to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she's really passionate about what you're studying and really intrigued to see what comes of it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it's the stuff. I think there's a big thing there where way too often addressing like separate colonialism and racism and things. In Canada, what, what reconciliation means is so often put on like Indigenous people say, "Hey, what should we do? How do we fix this?" Like, no, no, no. Like, we gotta look at ourselves and address our own issues and clean up our own messes to be able to move, do anything that we think about moving forward, before we can ever yeah. reconcile.
0: Yeah. And so, and I just texted her to see because I don't know. I think she's cooking dinner right now. So she, I was like, "Hey, do you want to talk with Darren real quick?" And oh, see what she what she says here. Um, but yeah, when I when I record these episodes, she she's the dinner person that night. Um, I, I'm sure that every single time anyone listens to these podcasts, now it's like, no, I I, I we cook about fifty-fifty. I think uh, <laughs> I cooked I've, I've cooked a little bit more here, which I actually prefer. Um, you know, because I. I can control what we eat, and I like that. But uh, <laughs> I forget. I don't know what she's making tonight. Um, I can smell it. I tell you that much, because I don't <laughs> know if you know, but yeah, the time frame here is it's like 7:15 at night here already. That's what I was asking.
1: wasn't sure what, the, what the time frame was. I was guessing around five-ish hours. So
0: yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, not no, it, and that isn't bad at all. When I was in England, we would have been five hours ahead. Um, and so yes, yeah, it's the farthest. Uh, I guess this direction I've lived. Um, but. Uh, But, no, it's really, really, really cool research. And I think um, people, once they can get out there and look at such things and and really look at – yep, she texted back, I'm cooking. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, Another
1: time, rain (laughs) (laughs) check.
0: Yeah. No, but she was definitely interested in in chatting about it. Um, And I think because it is a very, very big issue right now in Canada, and it's definitely growing in the United States. Mm -hmm. And – Especially, of course, for the hockey podcast, we talked about the the effect in terms of the hockey uh, aspect, and and I thought it was really cool when the uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance dropped their video um, this weekend. And uh, yeah, really... and that was really
1: big. Like that was that was played in prime time in Canada this past Saturday, so got a really really big audience out of that on during the Leafs game.
0: And and, and it should because it was, uh, I think, something that a lot of people don't. Really considering the hockey world um, uh, and those non-white athletes that play hockey have to go through um, in in North American hockey, not even North American hockey. You could see what was happening over there in the Ukraine as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what these players go through um, playing the sport of hockey. You know, it's insane.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so often not having the feeling that they can share or have any kind of outlet to express what they're going through in order to get the support. Like there's not the environment that they feel – they can be supported, and that's not on them. That's on like white players and coaches and administrators to create an environment.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to have like your research right there, and organizations like the Hockey Diversity Alliance and, and other organizations. Uh, I know you got like groups out there like the Black Girls Hockey Club. They're mm-hmm. real cool, um, and there's just a lot of different organizations out there that are doing doing their best to try to start to change the identity of of hockey and 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 just make it more inclusive and that's what that's what we're looking for i mean that's what people are looking for in, in the hockey world is you know just inclusiveness and not to have to go through the trials and tribulations that they've had just to play a sport and, and to play a game and i think it just stems obviously from bigger issues in society and uh, those clearly um, bleed into the sports world
1: yeah 100 percent. and that's something where you want to be able to have, like I know anyone who's played hockey, I'm sure has shared the experience, you go in the ice and your whole brain just clears and you're focused on nothing but playing, just having a good time or the intensity of the game when they're playing what level you're playing. And obviously there's lots of people where they have that feeling and then all of a sudden broken by experiencing some kind of a racist attack or any kind of discrimination. And then that's something that I've never had to deal with. It's such a, like an illuminating thing like, oh, like, hey, like what can I do to help recognize this and help prevent it?
0: Yeah. And, and that's, and you, you need that. You need it to not just be, um, you don't, you can't put the blinders on. You have to be able to see what's happening. And if you see something that isn't inclusive and you see something that's negative towards a non white player, you need to say something. Something needs to be done. Something needs to be spoken about. And I think that's why these organizations, you know, I guess, I guess the word I'm looking for is like not trying to hide. Um, they're trying to expose. Um, what happens in these bubbles because every community is its own weird little bubble and the hockey community is no different. And, and and just kind of, you know, change, change what's happening in the hockey world so that it's, I wouldn't say not just only more inclusive, but I would say I I want to, I'm trying to think of the right word here, but, you know, remove the hate, from the game. Mm-hmm. I mean uh you know, I <laughs> yeah, I just I haven't seen it in the hockey world myself personally. Um but you know, I also never played anything outside of truthfully like beer travel league. So yeah. uh, when you get into competitive uh hockey, even at the junior level, it's, it's got us probably start there. And that's where, you know, the change has got to develop from the, the I would say has to develop from the top down. Um, but, uh, even if you're a junior organization, it is 0% tolerance, you know, zero tolerance should be the, I mean, we had a lot of that when I was serving is we had zero tolerance on a lot of stuff. And I think in, in the hockey world, you got to have zero tolerance for any sort of hate, um, hate targeting, hate speech, hate anything. Um, towards uh you know female players or players that aren't white and you know you, you hear the hate you definitely like i've heard the hate towards the women's game for sure um mm-hmm. and i don't agree with it. i obviously um it's a, a great game and I, I love the fact that the uh phf rebranded from the nwhl um mm-hmm. i thought that was an important thing to do uh, i i want to say we either talked about that on a podcast back in the beginning of 2021 or it was a post or pre podcast conversation, which is why I like doing these uh these post sessions now, because we've had some really awesome conversations over the last like year and a half doing these podcasts that have that have occurred after the podcast was recorded with either ourselves or with guests. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, if I don't have to sit there and edit them. I don't care about just posting them with the other episode, um, because sometimes the conversation that's driven after the official podcast where we don't even really have to talk hockey, um, can actually drive some really, really interesting conversations that I wish we would have recorded and we would have had uh, documentation of it and, um, I, I remember saying, I don't know why the Women's Hockey League has to be called the National Women's Hockey League. Why can't they just call it something? Like I didn't say Premier Hockey Federation, but I said something along the lines of like, uh, you know, like the Federal Hockey League has their name, like the Federal you know, Prospects Hockey League. And call it something where it's just a hockey league, not there's some supposed, you know, supposed to be some sort of gender specific thing in there because, you know, you have trans players playing in the uh in the PHF and they're playing in a women's hockey league. You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Not having, not boxing people in like, yeah, you can't just be not racist or not sexist. Like to make change, you have to be anti-racist, you have to be anti-sexist. Yes. And you have to yes. be creating opportunities and allowing people to identify the way they want to and the way they're telling you. Like you have to not just stay in your own little lane, but open your eyes up, open your ears up and listen and see and hear what these people are saying and go from their experience. They, everyone knows better than you do. Like I myself as a white cis dude, I mean, I don't go through things, but I can listen and learn and hear exactly what the people are saying, not just, you know, read about it myself and stay in my own little bubble.
0: Yeah. And so, and that's the that's the thing. It's just because we don't see it. Like sometimes you don't see it. Like I haven't seen it personally in the hockey world, but that doesn't mean a hundred percent. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen, uh, which clearly it does. And that's what it's great for, for organizations to expose like what you're studying and what other organizations like uh HDA, I think it's calm mm-hmm. short instead of saying it every single time, um, are doing is they're exposing that it's out there for those who do see it and don't say anything or don't know how to say anything or are too uncomfortable to say anything. And for those who just don't see it, um, Because, like I said, I've spent no time in any of the professional hockey world, um, junior or or anything. And beer league is beer league. Beer league, uh, if you're super competitive, you don't play beer league. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, it's it's usually just everyone having a good time in beer league and uh, you get a couple competitive guys and they usually find a different league to go to. Um, nobody's looking for somebody to be the next Sidney Crosby when you're in a beer league where everyone's 30 plus, you know, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there's, there's not exactly any scouts in the crowd there.
0: Yeah, it's like, I, I swear I'm going to make it this time. It's like, you, dude, you don't have to come in at the top of the circle and blast one on my uh, – I'm, I'm going to knock you out. You know, like <laughs> I've literally told people, it's like, this is beer league. Don't come in and give your best slap shot at the top of the circle. It's like, <laughs> just try to get in there and play the game. Like, uh, I've got my gear, but I'm also trying to make it to work the next day, and I don't need, you know – Cause some of these composite sticks just give everyone a better shot. And I hate the composite. I hate the composite sticks. As a goalie. <laughs> I, I absolutely hate the composite sticks. It's like, if you're not strong enough to rift you know, a nice slap shot with a wooden stick, then you, that's it. Like a composite stick is just making the puck go faster. And I get it. It's supposed to be cool or something, but as a goalie, I hate composite sticks. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> I
1: don't believe it's a goalie, man as a player does ever make a difference. And not just shot wise, but like, as someone who's never played high-level hockey, just the feel you get with the puck, comparatively, is, like, yeah. unmatched. Like, even just, like, with a mid-tier composite stick. Okay? Like, it's just, un- like, you can't even compare it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm a goalie. I, I, I felt the difference uh, over the years uh, with the, the sticks getting better. Uh, I see the price tag, and I think that's the other thing, is the price tag of the composite sticks are getting out of control. And they're driving up the price of, Goalie sticks, and I don't get that. Um, I don't know how. I don't get it. I don't know why my goalie sticks becoming more expensive due to these composite sticks. I get it. our sticks are getting a little bit better, but I'm not, you know, perfecting my wrist shot. It's just another tool in my you know goalie bag to stop the puck.
1: And, yeah, you just need to stop the puck and be able to move it a little bit. Like you, know, you said, you're not taking a clap or you're not trying to go bar down yeah. anywhere.
0: Yeah, and and so like I still have my Reebok stick from i've had the same Reebok stick for 20 something years and i'm I'm sure that's another reason they want to make sticks the way they do now they break easier um but yeah. you know I, i've had my same Reebok stick and i just use it during practices. i use my nicer Reebok stick during games but i have this one that's not even bent the right way that i i don't even know if i got it for free or whatever the deal was but it's my it's my practice stick and the amount of people during practice that are like Hey, uh your your stick I'm like I know I know it's backwards. Um so <laughs>
1: it's but uh, yeah. Spot. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh yeah, so it's it's uh oh, I, I we could definitely do a change up with the sticks and such, but um I, also my my food downstairs is smelling amazing and I think my wife uh shot me at, like two texts now um that that uh, <laughs> dinner is going to be on the table soon and if I miss it it's my fault. So but man yeah really thanks for jumping on today and we we really really intrigued to get you on um and actually talk about your like make a whole episode about what you're what you're studying right now because I think that would be such an awesome episode um wh- when you can you know find the time we can try to line up dates um I yeah, I would I'm,
1: absolutely love to do that.
0: Yeah, that's great cuz I've I'm a crazy person so I have like episode dates lined up right now through mid-May. Um so <laughs> if any of those time frames up through mid-May work let me know but if, if if it's after that no big deal um you know it'd be great to get you on and actually hear about uh what you're studying for sure
1: awesome sounds good buddy that, that sounds great for the future and thanks again for having me on today
0: yeah thanks for jumping on and uh yeah and for anyone still listening there's no outro so later <laughs> all right <laughs> see you darren
1: talk to everybody bye right, bye